0: This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona, and this is episode 30. I can't believe it. And this is our second episode in our feedback series. So, today's episode is called Learning Targets and Criteria that Can Help You Give Effective Student Feedback. Today, I'm gonna share with you about how learning targets and criteria lists can really help you make your feedback more effective and in turn, help your students be more engaged. This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider, turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm gonna get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're gonna work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've gotta use Math Discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging Math Discussions right now. Go to monamath.com discussions. Look at all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Have you ever given your students feedback and they got it and they gave it a quick glance and then they put it directly into that folder that has about 50 other graded pieces of work that they've never looked at since? Yeah, me too until I learned about how to engage students in the assessment process. And when I learned that students are key stakeholders in understanding and using the information that I have gathered about them, I unlocked a whole new level of engagement in my elementary classroom. And you can have that too, not by giving more grades or more feedback, but by helping your students understand the feedback you're giving them by helping them understand the learning target. So let me pause a moment right there. What do clear learning targets and feedback have to do with one another? Well, in this series of podcast episodes, I want to talk all about feedback, but I feel like we have to start at the beginning. In the last episode, episode 29, we talked about how feedback is information about behavior and performance. And feedback can really help our students in many ways. Help them improve their understanding, consider something they missed in an assignment or fix their mistake, try a different approach that's more effective or efficient, revise, add new ideas, and so much more. However, if feedback is not clear, it can really be damaging or useless I want to be clear here in saying, if you're going to focus on giving more feedback to your students, I want you to make sure that it's effective feedback. This series is all about helping you improve your effectiveness of giving feedback and your students in using that feedback without adding more time or stress to your already stressful job. So, I want to work together here on this podcast series to find out ways to start giving feedback in effective ways. So don't start giving feedback on everything. I want to propose that you don't do that. That instead, get better at giving just some feedback. Today, we're going to talk about getting clear on the learning target so that we can give better, high-quality feedback, which means we might give less feedback and that's okay. So, what are learning targets and what does it have to do with feedback? A learning goal or a learning target or a lesson objective is a small, specific, and attainable goal that you have for your students. They're typically based on standards and will give you a guide for your lesson or your unit. A learning target also has a rubric or a set criteria for mastering that goal. And that is the essential part, the criteria list. You have a clear set of criteria for what it looks like to meet the learning target. This helps both you and your students be super clear on what's expected of the students. Then your students know exactly what they need to do or learn and it leads you to being able to tell them exactly what parts of their learning or performance is missing from the criteria list. This is how you engage your students in feedback. This is how you help students use the feedback you give to learn more. So let me give you an example of this. My students are working on the learning target. I can use ratio and rate reasoning to solve real-world problems. It's a sixth grade learning goal. The criteria list goes like this. Solve real-world problems that involved ratio, rate, and percent accurately. Number two, show how you solved with a clear strategy. Number three, label your answer. Four, calculate the rate. Five, calculate the percent. Okay. Okay five things on the criteria list. So while we're solving real world problems and practicing through discussions and problem solving collaboratively, we will work on each of those elements. Then at the end of the class, I'll give the students one problem to solve as an exit ticket and I'll have that five point criteria list printed right there on the exit ticket so they know exactly what they have to do. Then they'll work on it, solve it, turn it in, And I'll use that criteria list that's right on the exit ticket to give them quick feedback. I'll check off the criteria that's present on their exit ticket, like label your answer and calculate the rate and show how you solved. But then I'll leave blank where they did not meet the criteria. Maybe calculate the percentage and... uh, Solve real-world problems accurately. Those are blank because they weren't correct or they weren't fully demonstrated. Then I'll hand back that exit ticket and ask the students to reflect on what they notice and then set a goal for improvement or ask me questions about their work. The key there is that I have set aside time for me to hand back that criteria and help students notice what they got correct on the criteria list, and reflect back on their work. Okay, so why have clear learning targets and a criteria list before giving the feedback? I could very easily have graded that exit ticket without the criteria. But there are several reasons why you need this clear learning target and criteria before you give your students feedback. And the first one is, it's fair and equitable that students know what they are expected to do before they are assessed, formally or informally. Think about it. What if you were asked to do something with little to no directions and then at the end told that what you did was wrong or you missed even though you didn't know what you were supposed to do? It wouldn't seem fair, right? The second reason we need a clear learning target and criteria is It's because it helps students take a leadership role in their learning. They're able to identify what is expected of them. They can check themselves before they turn in their work. That clear learning target and criteria teaches students to take pride in their work by checking over the criteria and ensuring they've done their best work. Third, criteria and a learning target make things so much easier. For you and your students. When you know exactly what to grade students on and the criteria is right there on the paper, you just have to make some check marks and put the grade if you wish on the assignment. You don't have to write out long comments or, you know, circle the wrong ones or mark things up. Instead, you can just mark on the criteria list. And for the students, it makes it easy to see the same criteria over and over, and they start to really understand those expectations. Not to mention the fact that without marking the answers that are wrong on their paper, they are left to go back and find those mistakes. All right, number four is it helps students set goals. And create an action plan. When there is a clear criteria, students start to see from the feedback what they get and don't get. And then they are able to create an action plan to improve. They know what questions to ask or what parts on the criteria list that they need practice on. And honestly, I could go on and on about why clear learning targets and criteria are key, but I want to get to the how. How do you create this learning target and criteria list in a way that is sustainable and helpful in your classroom right now? So I think it's important to start small so that you can get a feel for this. And then this practice can grow as you feel more comfortable. So start right now and think about a learning objective or a lesson that you're teaching next week. What's the objective? What's the standard? And you can pull this directly from your curriculum or your state standards or your scope and sequence, whatever you're working from. And then I want you to write that objective in a student-friendly learning target. One that you will feel comfortable talking to students about on and on. One that you feel like they will understand easily. Next, I want you to think about three to five things that students have to do to show their mastery of that learning target. And if you aren't sure, check the unit test or the summative statewide assessment for that standard. And you'll see examples of what students need to be able to do to show that standard. And if you're still stuck on this part, send me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath, and I would love to chat with you about this. Um, The third thing is create a checklist On an anchor chart or a piece of paper, so you can explain it to students and start making that criteria super clear to your students. And then, what are we at? Four? The fourth thing is once everyone is familiar with the criteria, then it's time to start giving them feedback. And I wanna just put in here that I want you to kind of beware, okay, that this might be different for some students and they might be uncomfortable with getting feedback that is cool, as we say, right? Not warm feedback, but cool feedback as in you didn't get all of these parts or that it's not, you know, a raving reveal view or it doesn't have an A on the paper. Be sure to spend some time talking with your students about the importance of feedback and the role of feedback, Talk to your students about what feedback is and how you will be using feedback in your class to set goals and to improve. Remember, you can use that definition on the episode before this one, um, episode 29, where feedback is just information about our performance and our work and our learning strategies. So, Talk with your students. You've totally got this, friend. You are well on your way to finding ways to help your students take charge of their learning and to understand what is expected of their learning by setting these clear learning targets and criteria. And then you're going to be able to give them specific and helpful feedback that can help them improve. Remember, it's quality over quantity. Give them high-quality feedback that they understand and that they will be able to apply to their work because you've helped them understand the goal and the criteria for success. Well, that was your dose of honest math chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. (laughs) If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friends.